Okay, today we'll have a little bit of a, I'm talking to everyone here, um, a little bit of a different program. We already began with some, some kirtan. And uh, I'll continue from the Bhagavatam. I think it's chapter 38, I think it's 39 now, in the Akrura Lila. And uh, Rati, I think on Tuesday, we can all, also organize something 7.30 to 8.30 for Lord Nishringadev. Okay. I'll also start something on Lord Nishringadev today a, a little bit. And then uh, we have a nice guest, um, Swami Padmanabha Maharaj. He's a sannyas disciple of His Holiness Tripurari Swami. And we have some relationship. I think it began with my Monday morning greetings. He has a Kind of, I don't know, similar mind, but you know, kind of an intellectual mind. You like things organized philosophically. So from that, we had some kind of contact, and he's writing a book and and on the uh, the Sarupa, the Jiva, very philosophical. And he sends me the chapters to be the, what's called Purva Paksha, the opposing view. And then I offer. It's very friendly, so we kind of developed a friendship. And I know that. Uh, he regularly stays with Dina Bandhu Prabhu. So uh, he informed me that he was coming and he programmed. So I thought we can kind of do it together. So I'll speak until 11 o'clock, um, 12 o'clock. And then he'll speak for a half hour on Lord Nishringadev. And then maybe we'll have some more kirtan. And then we'll take the prasad. It's... Italian day at the Sadowskis. <laughs> so, but Bridges and Dorado was here to check on the kitchen that it's authentic, right? It's got it. But it, 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 anyway, it wasn't offered, but it looked good before it was cooked. Okay. So let me, um, okay, reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 39, Text 41. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Majatasmin Salile Japan Brahma Sanatanam Tadeva Dutrishe Kuro Rama Krishno Saman Vito Omegana Timurandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Taksur Unmulatam Yena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Vishtam Sapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Vanshakalpa Turubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Vayevacha Putitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siyadvaita Gadadhar Sivasade Gaur Bhaktarin Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, 
Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So the New York Rathiatra is coming up. And from the indication I got, even from people on the my conference here, that people are actually coming, even from out of state. Uh, Henry, he's coming, and he's kind of a cautious type. So uh, it seems at least temporarily there's uh, some in the clouds, there's some sun. We just hope the clouds don't cover it again. But uh, it's really nice to uh, get together. And uh, I forgot who was telling me, but um, oh, I, actually it was, oh, I'm not sure it was, but COVID's nice. Uh, not COVID's nice. Oh <laughs> I already said COVID. -ya. I already got that term, COVID. -ya, that, you know, not COVID's nice. What was nice? Now I forgot what was nice. Um, the Zoom class in COVID is nice. Um, but there's something about the personal contact that we're all missing. That's why I let the kirtan go, besides the fact that we have a very Dinabandu. Maybe we'll also, after Swami Padmanabha Maharaj speaks, we'll also have a little more kirtan also. And, uh, and I always like this kind of program. I call it the church program. You know, I think they figured it out for hundreds of years in religions that on Sunday, it's kind of best to have it in the morning. And then you can enjoy the rest of the day. So, uh, so let me just start with putting this in context here. Um, such a significant Leela. Because we know from the Chaitanya Charitamrita, I like, I like the phrase, the mind of God. And I think that's a real speciality of our tradition. We actually get to see, if you want to please someone, you have to know their mind. And so we say, uh, uh, Rupa Goswami, Sri Chaitanya Mano Bishtam, the, the uh, Bishtam, the secret of the mind of God, he knew. And how do you know the secret of the mind of, of God? How do you know the secret of the mind of anyone? You have to have to love them. That's the whole essence of bhakti. That's why I speak, spoke, spoke this morning. Bhakti is the abhideya tattva for, for our philosophy. It's the means of knowing because God is a person. And people only reveal themselves when there's a demonstration of love. You can't understand a person fully by intellect or analysis. There's a limit because a person has to give himself. So it's the same thing with God. In fact, we're reading this morning in Chaitanya Bhagavad, what uh, Chaitanya's preaching strategy with Sarabhama Bhattacharya. He, he pretended that he was his disciple initially, that you're so learned and I've, I've, I've come to see you, know, see you. And then he exhibited the, the symptoms of a disciple. I'm completely surrendered to you. You know, whatever you, whatever your idea is, whatever you want, I, I, I will follow it. And 
Guyam Ayachi Pritchetti. Guyam, my secret, my heart, I will reveal to you. I will reveal to you. And, and, and what is bhakti? Prabhupada said that God does not have the defect of impersonality. He said, Krishna is responsive. So we, in this bhakti tradition, we really, we really get this insight into the intimate inner mind of God. Especially in Vrindavan, where he is not restrained by people's sense of reverence. When you have reverence for someone, or someone has that relationship to you, not reverential, but he has a, a, a relationship with you of seniority, then the inner side has to be kind of checked. You don't reveal the, the, the inner side. And, and therefore the speciality of Krishna is that God comes not in a majestic position so that people can relate to him very spontaneously and he could reveal his heart to them spontaneously. That's why in, in Vrindavan there is deep pralamba, where there's such deep separation. I believe in Brihad Bhagavatamrita, in one place it kind of re reserves that term for Vrindavan, Vipralamba, because it's a special type of separation. And what's the special type of separation? It, it's a separation from a real intimacy where the love is even deeper. And that love is so deep that God himself wants to experience that and therefore has to come to as his own devotee. So we actually see in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, and this is why this is connected to Rathayatra, we actually see in the Chaitanya Charitamrita the mind of God. What is he actually thinking of when he, he wants to be a devotee? He wants to have the sentiments of a devotee. So we actually see what are the sentiments that God is aspiring for. And he's aspiring for it to have the sentiments of his topmost devotee, Sri Radha, at the height of her separation. And therefore, to nourish that, we discussed this many, many times that one of the methods, one of the main methods in bhakti of getting bhakti is poetics, drama, poetry. Because what poetry does, it just doesn't tell you something. It encapsulates a feeling and then makes you feel that. It communicates that to you. So Lord Chaitanya, we can understand by what he was listening to and what verses and what stories he wanted to hear, what kind of mood he wanted to develop. What was his inner, what was his inner desire? What is, what is the Mano Bishtam, the inner desire of, of, of God, actually? The whole story of Chaitanya is what's the inner side of God? God wants to have the highest devotion. Otherwise, he can't be God. Because God means 
the supreme enjoyer. There's no sense to the term God. Even us, we try to get control in different ways. It's natural. But why? To be miserable or to enjoy? So God tries to, God, God is the controller. If God is the con supreme controller, he has to be the supreme enjoyer. Otherwise, what's the sense of God? So then we have to look, what is his enjoyment? God's enjoyment is bhaktianand, the essence of his own potency, which he puts in the hearts of his devotees. And when somehow or other that same potency is reflected back, that's God's pleasure. And somehow or other that same energy that comes from God, when it comes to God, that's God's pleasure. But what God realizes is in this rasa, in this energy of love between him and his devotee, it's a better experience to be the lover than to be the beloved. That's a better experience. So for God to be God, to be the, the supreme enjoyer, he has to have that experience. So that's the story of Chaitanya. God is trying to get that experience. And how is he getting that experience? And how is he teaching us to get that experience? We have to hear what's called Rasa Shastra. We have to hear this, the, this Shastra, the, these books and things based on these books that perfectly encapsulate that mood. Because that's what poetics is. Poetics is, is it communicates experience so that you feel the experience. But from the, the experience in the world to the feeling of your experience, the technique of communicating that is called Natya Shastra, poetics. It's called poetics. And, and, and it's done in a particular way and it's very expertly done. And if it's not expertly done, then it doesn't work. And what we understand is that this is a reflection of the spiritual world where love is perfect. And it's perfect in, in, in the exchange of emotions in various ways, in terms of different bodies. So to recreate that, because generally what, what, what a, a dramatist will do is he'll say, you know, that a lot of times artists, this is kind of a, a psychology I learned, not all artists, but many artists, they kind of have a disconnect. With, they don't identify with their parents. They don't identify with their father. They don't identify with their mother. And, and generally, that, it creates a lot of emotion. And therefore, the only way they can deal with this churning of emotion is to constantly want to express it in art. To constantly want to express it. So, so let's say that artist, it, 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 he sees, he has experiences some tragedy. You know, it, there, there's some romance. Or if you're patriotic, there's some kind of chivalry. And then what he wants to do is put this in drama and poetry and music and song so that you can have that same experience. And of course, through the history of Natya Shastra, these things like that, 
there are many theories how this was very spiritual, how this was very uplifting. But what Rupa Goswami discovered is that I told this before, that the Bhagavatam that predates historically what the Natya Shastra was, was already composed perfectly. So his conclusion is that was the spiritual world. And what the duty of great Vaishnav teachers are is to experience that and to be able to communicate that. And especially through drama and poetry and which means the Bhagavatam and and it was actually speaking because in Lord Chaitanya if you understand Lord Chaitanya Anarpita Charim Charat Karunaya Vatirna Anarpita means it was never what he was experiencing and, and his his realization of the intimate side of the spiritual world Anarpita Charim Charat. Anarpita means not given Charim Charat for a very long time. Billions of years it wasn't given. So no one really knew this experience. So it, 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 there was a few books, Jayadev Goswami and Chandidas and things, but he wanted more based on the Bhagavatam. And people would, would, would write that. They would, they would write, and it would be checked by Saruk Namadar, who is Rasika. Rasika means he was a connoisseur. Connoisseur, he really had people fine taste. And fine taste is, is not a bad thing because culture can impact the consciousness. And there's a science of how the world should be organized. So it impacts the consciousness. And so connoisseurs are, are, are necessary because they know what good music is. They know what good food is. They know what good architecture is. They know what good relations are. So, so Sarup Dhammadar was a connoisseur of this experience of the spiritual world. And he was, he wanted that literature, but it wouldn't go to Lord Chaitanya because when someone is a cultured person, he can't enjoy something that's not nice, right? Like Greg, you, you, you remodel homes, right? If you, if you walk into a home and it's not done properly, it's distaste. But someone who doesn't have your skills, right? They may say, oh, oh it's, it's okay, right? But when you actually know what goes in to making a nice construction, and then when you were in Colombia, right? You looked at, wow, Look at this and how they did this and how they did this and, and wow and all the, but if it wasn't done good, there'd be a certain distaste in you that wouldn't be there normally. So architecture, building, arts, music. See, Dina Bandu is shaking his head. There's probably some music that just disturbs you. <laughs> and, and other people, other people, wow. Or a cook, you know, some people, as long as it's white, has sugar and milk, it's a great preparation, right? But cultured people, they know really what it's like. So Lord Chaitanya, Lord Chaitanya, you know, is, is a connoisseur of this love and, and, and therefore 
by understanding what he was listening to, we understand what his aspirations were and what his feelings were. And um, the story we're reading now is, the, is really um, one of the things that he would listen to. The, the Kuru Lila, how Krishna was leaving Vrindavan. And, and we, we just read, what are those emotions of those devotees? I was listening to a tape today from my godbrother Parta Sarati Das Goswami. I've been in contact with him. And he said, we don't even have a frame of reference for what the beauty of Radharani is, what the qualities of Krishna are. But we have a frame of reference, but we can't imagine it because God is supreme. So what is the supreme, the supreme beauty? What, are the, what is the supreme feeling of love? What are the supreme emotions? And therefore, when we practice Krishna consciousness and read the Bhagavatam and follow the practices of Krishna consciousness, especially the example is right here in the gopis. Because the verses before Krishna has left. And when they left, it was like a picture. They were just so stunned. They were just standing. And they were so emotional. Krishna sent a messenger and said, I will return. I will return. And then as soon as he left, they said, no, he's not going to return. <laughs> he's not going to return. And what their feelings were, they would just stand. So Krishna, he had to send the message. I'll be back and I will return. I'll be back in two days. Don't worry. And they felt immediate relief. And then, then he left. Oh, emotion went deep. He may never return. We may never see him. And that's a separation from the highest connection of love, the strongest emotions, the strongest feelings of pain. I, I, I will return. I will return. But then there's, and, and then what do they do? Chant here about Krishna all the time. Chant and hear about Krishna. I think that's the message I get today. I'm going to say hello to Drista and Rudrani, my god brother and his wife, retired. But chanting and hearing, is, I, I spoke to Drista the other day. That's what people are supposed to do when they retire. Of course, preaching. But hearing, that's the process. The wives of the Brahmins, I was speaking about them this morning. You know, they, they, their ears... Hearing Krishna Kata became the ornament of their ears. I think it was called Karna Purar. The ornament of their ears was Krishna Kata. I'm preaching to myself. I'm chanting more, but I'm not. I realized I wasn't hearing enough. And they both have to be there. Because if the hearing is not there, you don't have the proper conception for the chanting. So I'm, I'm hearing more. A lot of nice tapes, a lot of elevated Vaishnavas. That's what that's the example. And, and, and by that, especially this, 
not only hearing, but when, when you when you hear with others, it, it, it gives Krishna special pleasure because that's what Srinvata Swa Kata Krishna Punya Shravana Kirtana Hidyantasto Yabhadrani Vidanoti Sarit Satam. Krishna is Sarit Satam. He's the well-wisher of the devotees. Surit, Satam. Surit is a particular type of friend. There's different types of friend, but Surit is the friend who is the benefactor. Surit also means good heart, close in heart. And Krishna's close in heart for the devotee. And what pleases him? Shrinvata Swa Kata Krishna Punya Shravana Kirtana Hidyantisto Yabhadrani Vidinoti, it cleans the heart of Bhadrani, of everything that's inauspicious. We suffer due to Abhadrani. We suffer because there's things in our hearts that are Klishta Vritti. Klishta Vritti means bad thoughts. And what are bad thoughts? Attractions for things that, are, are, that don't actually elevate the consciousness. But we get a temporary pleasure from them as the mind degrades. And an aversion to things that elevate the consciousness. We don't like it. And the greatest benediction one can get is a good mind. And what is a good mind? We have attraction to things that are good for us. We have aversion for things that are bad for us. We're not there yet. But what is the process? Srinvata Swa Kata Krishna. Punya Shravana Kirtana. Shravana Kirtana is Punya. Abhadrani Vidanoti. It cleans because Krishna is Sritsitam. So they were hearing. Always. And that does something to the voice in the heart. Because God's pleasure is the voice in our hearts. God's pleasure is our hearts. That's why he, Eko Bahusham, the one became many. Why? To have receptacles for love. All is one is no love. Everything is love. All is one. Where is their love? Love is an energy between people. So you say, all is one. It's so interesting that, you know, the yoga world became so impersonal and they all talk about love. But the, the, the conclusion of their whole thing is there's no love. So Krishna, Eko Bahusham, the one became many. And what's the heart? The pleasure, the pleasure is love. What is love? It's a voice in the heart. To please, to serve. So God hears that. He hears that heart. He hears that heart. And then satisfies the three desires of that heart. The three desires of that heart is I want to be with that person. Well, actually, from our side, our three desires. I want to be with that person. 
I want to have a relationship with that person. And I want to serve that person. And then he reciprocates because that's why we were created for that reason. For, the, for God's pleasure and for our pleasure. So now in the story, what happens is a crow, I've been speaking on this for so long, he comes and he, he's the minister of Kamsa and he's going to bring Krishna to, he's, he's asked to bring Krishna back to Mathura. We know that He's a great devotee and this is all reconciled. He's bringing Krishna back to Mathura so Kamsa can kill Krishna. That's externally, but it's really reconciled in so many ways. This is actually bringing Krishna back to save his father from that demon Kamsa. And also to, for the, the Leela, I heard the other day that this is special in the material world. Gamya, a gamya, coming and going. That's not there in the ultimate. They're eternally with Krishna in Kishore Krishna, but there's special things in this material world. I heard someone give a class, so I don't have the authorization. So I'm trusting he's in his right. Like Krishna's birth, he gave four things. But a gummy, a gummy, a coming and going, and the, and the sentiments and the feelings of that. So that's important for the, this rasa, for Krishna to experience this rasa of, of the love of the devotees and what they feel like. And now he, he's taking them on the chariot. Now they're gone. They're, they're just waiting until they can't see the dust anymore. And then they become completely frozen and then go back devastated, chanting and hearing. And then Akrura, because Akrura is, he got in trouble for, he got in trouble because when he left, he, 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 he evidently he didn't pacify Mother Yasoda. He should have, you know, went to my, yeah, we'll come right back, something. He just left. It was a big mistake. So later there was some curse or something. And he, he stole the Shamantaka jewel and had to leave. He was in Varanasi for a while and there was something that happened there. But, um, but at the end of that story, what happens is they, they, he stole it and he gets the Shamantaka jewel and they give it back to him because he, he could do so much worship. So he, he knew all the rituals. Akura was... I think there's some other name of him in relationship to his father, because his father was an incredible, learned yogi. So, you know, he, he, he follows the rituals. So I guess when you come to the Dom and you leave the Dom, you, 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 you take bath. So he took bath and he, he went in the river and he sees Krishna and Balaram. And they left them. And then he goes back to the chariot and Krishna and Balaram are there. It's like Brahma Vimohan Leela. He's, you know, Brahma steals the coward boys, comes back, they're still there. You're not dealing with like an ordinary person. And 
and there's you know there's a deep philosophical point that's going to be made. Krishna really never leaves Vrindavan. When we speak of Krishna as the as Swayam Bhagavan, there's one God, but according to our relationship, He may appear in different ways. And it, we all have that. If you have many relationships, a spouse, a child, a, a father, a boss, you're different persons to different people. And ultimately what you are is your heart. That's, that's why Krishna's Akila Rasamrita Murti. He's the full embodiment of love. He's the full embodiment of love. That's what you are. You are a, 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 a person. When God is manifest fully, which means all his love, Akila Rasamrita Murti, that's Krishna. There's one God, but when he doesn't, in different relationships that people have outside of Vrindavan, when it's the wonderful feeling, it's majestic of, of my Lord and my master, um, he's not manifest fully. So it's almost like it's the same person, but he has a different manifestation. It all happens within us. But God, he can manifest in different ways. And it's still that one person. So he's leaving now Vrindavan, but he's not leaving Vrindavan. He's not leaving Vrindavan. And when he goes in the water and he sees Krishna and Balaram and sees their manifestation in what's going to happen, which is Aishvarya, majesty, opulence. And this is also the essence of Ratheatricus when he wants to come back. Why is Radharani not satisfied when Krishna leaves Vrindavan? Because he can't manifest. It's the same person, but he can't manifest himself fully. It's just like if someone has a lover and they meet them in a, a public place and the relationship is not really known, then the, 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 the lover can't come out. So it, it, technically speaking, it is Krishna and it's not Krishna. Because if you define Krishna as Akila Rasa Brita Murti, not just God, but God when he manifests himself fully, then it's technically not Krishna. It is Krishna and it's not Krishna. So it wants to take Krishna, who's not Krishna, back to Vrindavan so he can be Krishna, so he can be her lover. So this is like the seed of that. Um, now I'm just going to start just briefly with, with Nishringadev's, you can stay for Nishringadev's appearance. And, and what I like to do when I speak on Lord Nishringadev, because there's many ways to do it, is just meditate on what are, and I'll just cover like one or two, but what are like the main philosophical points? In fact, if we think of this Leela, which, which I don't know how many chapters in the Bhagavatam that it actually covers, so many, so many chapters it covers and 
a great deal of the seventh canto. There is, I just, even just think of, of the, some of our key verses that have come from, from, from this story. One of the key verses I'm thinking of, and I really think, the reason why I think it's a key verse, the reason why I think it's a key verse is because it's Prabhupada's longest purport in the Bhagavatam. I believe the two longest purports. And if we look at the purports as his personal ecstasies, the two verses that are, have the, the, the longest purports, we can, and what we can say, it's rasa. I don't know if it's tattva, but it's my mood. And my mood is, is that these are Prabhupada's ecstasy. So what is Srinvata Swa Kata Krishna Punya Shravana Kirtan? No, 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 no. Shravanam Kirtanam Vishnu Smaranam Parasavanam Archanam Vandanam Dasyam Sakyam Atna. The nine processes of devotional service. It's like 20 pages. Prabhupada just talking about that's it. His ecstasies a lot in the Bhagavatam or Abhideya Tattva, because the, the second verse that I think is, is almost as big as that is the fourth verse of the Chati Shloka Bhagavatam, which represents Abhideya. It, 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 it's, it's the seed for bhakti in the whole Bhagavatam, this one verse spoken to Lord Brahma. It's the seed for the whole bhakti presentation. It says, we should search for this, referring to the previous verse, which discussed the vision of Prema Bhakti, which interesting that that verse of Prema came before the Abhideya, because to have a, a, a practice, you, you have to have a goal. So you have to present the goal first, Prema. That's the goal. We should search for this, Directly and indirectly, everywhere and anywhere. And that word everywhere and anywhere indicates the universal applicability of bhakti. That there's no material qualification for bhakti. Other processes, I mean, you want to do rituals and things, there's so much money required, so many mantras. So many sadkarma, nipano, vipro, mantra, tantra, visharada. There has to be so many. And jnana, you know, even from the Bhagavad Gita, is seclusion and celibacy and so many things. And Prabhupada goes off on that purport. You don't even have to be born to practice bhakti. Prahlad Maharaj in the womb. You don't have to be a human being to practice bhakti. What to speak of caste, gender. He just goes through every single category and gives reference from the Shastras that everyone is available, eligible for bhakti. So that verse, and of course, there's Pallad Maharaj's prayers in the you know to his schoolmates which is another nice section of that kumara achare pragyo dharman bhagavatanihā 
Even someone who is pragya, if he's a child, he is pragya. Vya means no, pragya is extends it. If he's really intelligent, really insight, what is the quality? He's telling his classmates. If you practice Dharma, Dulaba Manasan Janma. Why? Because Dulaba Manasan Janma, the human form is Dulaba. It's very difficult to attain. Tat Apyadruvam Artadam. It's temporary. Like every other species of life, it's temporary. But it has value. And why does it have value? Because you can worship God. That's the value of our life. And he's, he's explaining this to his, 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 his kids, his children. Another thing I really like about Prahlad, I really like about Prahlad Maharaj, um, is his example of pure devotional service. And you know, in the Bhagavatam, when, when Dharma is explained, what it, I think the question is, what is the ultimate absolute good? What is the essence of the scriptures? I can just see this feast today is gonna be, I'm watching the cooks walk in the doors now. Shemairadha, did you bring something? Yeah, okay. I'll let it be offered before we salivate over. Okay. I'm just saying, like, one of the best cooks just walks through the door. Okay. So, tad apyadruvam artinam. One of the verses, survive pum so, paro dharmo, yato bhaktira doksaji, ahoitaki, apartiata. The Atma supersedity. What satisfies the self? Survive Pumso, Paro Dharmo, the best activity. Yato Bhaktir Adoksaji, to serve God. How? Ahoitiki Apratiyata. So the example of Apratiyata unbroken is Prahlad. Because to break something, you can only break something if you give something better than doing it or you give someone more pain than giving it up. That's the only way that you want to break. So mostly it's easy to break something. Oh, give this up. I'll give you, you know, 100,000, what do you want? Oh, stop, right? Give this up or I'm going to beat the crap out of you. I'm going to twist your arm and stomp on you. Give it up. I mean, I kind of like doing this, but I think there's more pain you know, giving up the, I think there's more pain in what you're going to do than me giving up the activity. But Prahlad, throw him in a pit of snakes. No, there's a snake bite of separation. You know, they really feel this. That's how Christianity spread. One of the ways was the martyrs because the martyrs, they had such an experience with Jesus 
that the pain of giving of Jesus was greater than anything people could do to them. And when people saw this, when they saw these, because I read a book on how Christianity came from this little cult to this world thing. It wasn't a long book. Jade Waitemars once gave it to me. It was a, you know, a good scholar. Gave many, many reasons how it happened, sociological reasons. But one of the main reasons it happened was the martyrs. These people were being tortured. They said, give up Jesus. No, the pain of giving up Jesus is greater than anything you can do. So what were people thinking? What did these people have in their hearts? It really, you know, what do these people have in their hearts? You know, can't break it. I, and one example was Girard Swami when his father came to, you know, Calcutta, you know, and offered like him like a, a million dollars and say, I have something. His father was a rich guy, you know, give up Krishna conscience. He had nothing. And he was saying, you know, his father couldn't give him anything better than what he was doing, which was serving Prabhupada's lotus feet. So, so Prahlad is also that. Okay, um, I'm a real time person. I got about a couple of more minutes. Um, uh, and then, then Maharaj will speak on Lord Nishringadev for a half hour. He said, I said, you can speak five or 10 minutes, but I said, don't give me more because then I could go longer. Give me the time, 30 minutes. He's a very nice scholar. So just uh, maybe, Drista, any point that struck you, Rudrani? I don't know, put you on the spot. Um, Maharaj, we'll just, uh, we're just listening. Uh, nice class. We really appreciate your, um, your um, okay. insights. Thank you very much. I, okay. Nothing to add right now. Okay. I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but. Oh, no, it's okay. You can put me on the spot anytime. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Maharaj, did I? Uh... Okay. You just, yeah. yeah. You had some yeah. point. <clears throat> Particularly when you talked about um, the connoisseur. Yeah. Of spiritual life. I was, I'm visiting my sister and brother-in-law in Asheville, North Carolina. <clears throat> They've been through stroke and throat cancer and all this. And we were speaking yesterday about prodigies. You know, we speak of musicians, we speak of artists, we speak of intelligence like Einstein, but we don't speak of spiritual prodigies too often. So I liked your points. It reinforced what we were coincidentally discussing yesterday that spiritual prodigies are actually even the most important. That's actually a good point because the whole Mahabharata and the whole Vedic culture and the whole Raganuga Bhakti is actually to present exemplars. It's to present exemplars. That's the whole point. Okay, I'm going to switch seats with Maharaj because we have this here. And now we'll hear about Lord Nishringadev. Thank you so much, Maharaj, for coming. And for those of you that are in Latin America, Marge is from Argentina. So at the end, we have three sentences in Spanish. Okay.
So complicated. Since you wish to have us. Oh, yeah, yeah, Maraj is there in the little one. I'm personally. Magyanat Mirandasya, Gyananjana Shlake, Chakshudu Militam, Gyanatashmishri Gravi, Nam Sheshtam Manamati Satipurtam Matasharupam, Rupam the Shagrajmuru Purim Matarim the Shagatim, Radha Kundam Giri Baramaho, Radhikamadhapashim. Rapto Yashavati Tagripaya, Shri Gurum Tamishmi Mancha Kalpatarugis Tagripas in Luke Vacha Patita Num Pavanipyo Vaishnavi Sadari de Kandaresh Purato Vasitinandana Janam Vita Bujo Kanaka Badatum Shankirtanaika Vitaro Kamalai Takshu Vishwambaro Diaburo Jugadharma Pala Pondi Jagat Priyakuro Karuna Vataru Inachalani Basi Nikya Paramatmani Balabadra Suvadre Sri Ladini Shakti Sarupaya, Guranga Suridayat, Bakta Shakti Pradanaya, Gadadaranamashtati, E. Krishna Karunas, Hinduina Bando Jagatpati, Gopesha Gopi Kakantarada Kantanamashtati, Radhe Brindavanadi Shi Karunam Britabahim, Kripayani Japada Jatash and Mahim Pratiyatam. Bhaktya Bihinaya Parada Lakshai, Chipta Shakamadi Tarangamadi, Kripa Maitam Shiranam Tapanam Brinde, Maste Chiranadabinda, Brinde, Maste Chiranadabinda. Shila Gurudev Ki Jai, Shriman Mahaprabhu Ki Jai, Shri Adinam Sankirtan Ki Jai, Shri Shri Jaganabala Suvadri Ki Jai. So, pranam to all the Vaishnavs, my pleasure to see you all. Thank you so much, Maharaj, again for your kind invitation and the confidence of opening your heart in the form of opening the doors to your students, which are part of your heart for sure. So, it's a big commitment, hopefully I may try to serve it properly. So <clears throat> the service of Maharaj, she invited me to share some words concerning Shimha Chaturthasi. We'll be celebrating that this next uh, Tuesday. So, and it was very interesting because whatever Maharaj was saying somehow or other was connected to so many things 
I was planning to share, I was sharing these days. I've been speaking last month on Akura taking Krishna from Vrindavan. Now we are speaking about the Brahma Gita. So there are no coincidences there. <laughs> but in connection to Nishim Hadev, I was mainly planning to speak about Prahlad Maharaj because you cannot speak about the, the effect without the cause, if you will. <laughs> and I was thinking about sharing some words connected to Sriman Mahaprabhu because Sri Chaitanya Dev is, of course, this today of our Sampradaya, Gaudiya Sampradaya, as Maharaj said, the most upgraded version of the Absolute, if you will. <laughs> Krishna Das Kaviraj calls Mahaprabhu Paratattva Simma, which means the ultimate limit of divinity. But Krishna in his most updated form, if you will, upgraded form, maximized form. And he was very fond, Mahaprabhu himself was very fond of hearing Prahlad Charit, Narasim Halila, from the lips of Gadada. So again, we go back to the topic of connoisseurs <laughs> in, in, on the shores of, of Jagannath Puri. Gadada Pandit, who is Radha herself, Gaur Lila, is giving Bhagavad class to Gaur Krishna. So you can imagine what must be those Srimad Bhagavatam classes gave but Radharani herself, <laughs> Krishna is his pupil. He says that in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Mrs. Gurunath Radhikar Premamna. I'm a pupil in the school of Sri Radha's friend. And her love makes me dance so many wonderful different dances. So Gadadhar Pandit was instructing on a daily basis Mahaprabhu about how he can be successful tasting Radhavab, Radha Prem, along with people like Swarup Damodar, Ramananda was so many connoisseurs were there. And it is said that Mahaprabhu loved to hear this Pralat Charit, Chaitanya Bhagavad He loved to hear Pralat Charit and Dhruva Charit, these two wonderful boys, miracle boys of, of the Bhagavad. And there are many levels of explanation as to why he loved to hear these sections. And, and it is said that he will ask another pundit to speak it again hundreds of times. Pralachari you know, was over. He wouldn't say, let's jump into the 10th canto, let's go to the rest, go again to Pralachari. Once I remember hearing Bhaktivala Tirtha Maharaj, very revered Sadhana, he will say, if you hear Pralachari, Narasimha Lila once and say, and, I, and someone starts to speak it again and say, I already know that one. He say, you, you, you never heard Pralachari. Mahabharata <laughs> <laughs> was hearing after 100 times and un unsatiated, you say, asking for more. <laughs> so Adana Triptam says, you give your, you want more, you want more. Divine dissatisfaction, if you want. <laughs> so, of course, we could say, yeah, Mahaprabhu liked to hear from the lips of Gadadhar about Prahlad Maharaj because, mm, on one level, I don't know, Prahlad was in the womb of his mother in Vrindavan for so long, and while Nara was instructing him. And Andruva Maras went to Madhavan to meditate. So some Vrindavan connection was there. Mahaprabhu had some divine bias towards Vrindavan. That's one thing of saying. Or some other thing we will say, Mahaprabhu was trying to culture the mood of Radha, Radha Bhav. And in the, in the daily life of Sri Radha, there are so many obstacles in her attempt to join Krishna on a daily basis. To begin with, Jatila, Kutila, Abhimanju, obstacles at home, obstacles on the path. And when you hear Prahlad Charit, so many obstacles he had to face, as Maharaj would tell. Dhruva Charit, so many obstacles he had to face. 
So Mahaprabhu did say sometimes he was hearing those lilas with so many overcoming of obstacles and he will in the mood of trying to call Tarada about all these different obstacles in the hope of meeting Krishna. But also, and I, I, I would like to point to focus more in this direction, I would say that Mahaprabhu also wanted to hear Prabhupada so many times because Mahaprabhu is Krishna, he's Acharya Lila, unlike Krishna acting as an Acharya, showing this, this sannyas especially. So showing the standard of what's the very foundation of, of, of Sudha Bhakti, which is what Prahlad is showing. In one sense, we could say, well, Prahlad Maharaj is not a Brajabhakta. He's not showing the highest degree of whatever, Madhurya Prem. Okay, but that, that, it doesn't mean that he's not totally glorious and we are not totally, I mean, Mahaprabhu was, you know, he was a Santa Bhakta only. He was only a Santa Ras. So Mahaprabhu came to give Charibab, Dasi Sakyabhatsali Madhurya. He didn't include Santa Rasa, so, but while he was hearing about Pralat Santa Rasa hundreds of times, <laughs> so we shouldn't be, uh, do you say in English, like uh, ra race, uh, racist? Racist? I, I know Maras likes to coins, coin terms, right? So we, we sometimes can be racist, not racist, but racist. We be racist in the context of Rasa. <laughs> oh, that Rasa is too low. I only go to the high one. So I so that's racism. <laughs> Indulge in racism in the context of Bhakti Rasa. That's very delicate. So be careful with someone like Prahlad. Oh, it's the sense of action. It's so much to learn. <laughs> And again, Srin Hadev is, I mean, is born out of the womb of Prahlad's Bhakti. I mean, technically he was born from a pillar, but substantially speaking, he was born because of Prahlad's Bhakti. Prahlad has a particular type of Bhakti for Krishna. Krishna was the Istadev of Prahlad, actually. And Krishna appeared in that particular form to properly reciprocate in accordance with, um, with Prahlad's Bhakti. So that's why we generally, for example, when we speak about Krishna, uh, we know Krishna is Jasoda Nandan because we consider, okay, Krishna was born from Jasoda, according to the Goswami's view, he was born, okay, from the back in one form, but from the Soda, even from her womb. So we call him Jasoda Nanda, but also because he was born out of the bhakti of Jasoda. Kavi Karnapur, he said once, the whole Leela of Krishna on earth was made for Jasoda. So she can have the experience of giving birth to Krishna. Because in Nitya, in Golok, in Golok Vrindavan, Krishna is never born. He's only being born on the Prakat Leela. So the greatest joy for a mother is to give birth. The greatest joy for Jasoda is to give birth to Krishna. So Kavi Karnapur said the whole Prakat Leela in breath was only for Jasoda. <laughs> and Krishna is known as being born from her womb and her bhakti. But we, so we hear Jasoda Nandan, but we will never hear uh, Nishimha Devi's um, Stamba Nandan, the son of the pillar, because there was no, right? So he was born of the womb of Prahlad's bhakti. So we are, of course, we speak about Nishimha Dev, but Nishimha Chatur, but the main character there is Prahlad Maharaj, Ki Jai. <laughs> so, and he's teaching so many important things, even his, again, his Santa Bhakti is so foundational.
proportional to the whole like building of Bhakti Rasa. Santo Bhakti has to do, I will concentrate on two main points, which will be selflessness, lack of separate interest, and universal compassion. So those two are not things to skip very quickly in the name of pursuing the highest Rasa and Braj. I mean, all those things are included there in Braj. So sometimes it's dangerous because we, we have a, such, as Maris was saying, such a high theology has such a refined detail, connoisseur-like description of the goal. And, and we can like relax in, in how high is our goal and not pay close attention to all these so-called lower things like universal compassion and selflessness, which are not low at all. <laughs> in the name of, no, no, I want to go straight to the high things. So we can just like, Become lazy in connection to the greatness of our ideal. Yeah, the ideal is so great, but it doesn't mean that we need to follow some crown, some sequence. So, so Pralas was showing this idea of how to be Nishkam, Krishna Bhakti Nishkam, Ataiva Sunita Bhakti Mukti Siddhikami, Sukhara Sunita Krishna Bhaskara. The body of Krishna is in peace because he he's free from separate interest. He has no selfish desire. So that's what Santa Rasa is about. You are in peace. Why? Because you have no separate desire. That's an interesting. Again, we can say, no, but we are all for desiring to please Krishna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we have to understand that the other thing is included in that one. <laughs> so, for example, the famous situation with Uranya Kashipu, who is the very personification of the opposite thing, <laughs> selfish desire, he was being killed on the womb of on the womb, sorry, on the lap of Nishrima Dev. Um, the point is, when he was already killed and Nishrima Dev was in Ugra mood, mode and, and garlanding himself with Narnikas, it, it seems like a gore, a sin. Not gore, but gore. <laughs> <laughs> so and all the devas were there praising Nishrima Dev and they were afraid of getting closer to him. Why? Because they were with the same, oh, Nisrim Hadev is so angry, but he's angry at selfish desire, which is personified in Hiranyakashipu. And all the devas are considered Sakamabhaktas, which means devotees with some separate desire. <laughs> so the point is, oh, he's so angry at separate interest. We have some of that also. But we don't want to get closer to him in that state. We don't know what will may happen. And that's why at that point, all the devas said to Prahlad, you go. <laughs> you pacify him <laughs> because you are totally pacified you have no separate desire <laughs> we are not so much in peace there is some sakam there <laughs> of course whether you are full of desire no desire you go to Krishna but Pralad is representing this so Pralad is Nishkam he has no separate desire so he was running and jumps into the lab of Nishrim immediately enters into it starts to leak like a kitten no? and totally like melting because of the peacefulness and selflessness of Prahlad. So that's a very interesting point it's mentioned there. And also as Maharaj mentioned, I, 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 I also totally agree that this Nusrim Halila is sharing all of the main foundational philosophical points of our Siddhanta from the very beginning of the Lila, which you know the whole beginning is up there in Vaikuntha, when Narayan wants to taste um, Bira Ras, she will remove 
he wants to have a good fight, but he's in Vaikuntha, so he has no one to fight with. <laughs> one thing is Krishna Brindavan and Subal, Sridham, they will throw him to the ground, they will defeat Krishna. But in Vaikuntha, no one will dare to I mean, fight, to even embrace Narayan. No? As you know, in the Bruhat Bhagavatamrita, when Gopakumar arrived to Vaikuntha, his his Prem Netra, his love eyes, so Madan Gopal. So he's on Narayan and say, Oh, Gopal, and he ran to embrace him. And everyone in Vaikuntha, for the first time, there was anxiety in Vaikuntha. So <laughs> Vaikuntha became Sakunta, a place of anxiety. You won't embrace God. So, so now God wants a big fight. For sure, nobody in Vaikuntha will say, Okay. <laughs> but as you know, Jaya and Vijay, they were thinking, we want to please you by offering you the possibility of tasting bitter ras. But Bhagavan won't taste ras without his devotees. I mean, the experience of ras is not with a non-devotee, only because Bhagavan doesn't move outside this, the orbit of his Swarup Shakti. So whatever he wants to experience has to be in connection with, as Mara said today, Bhaktiananda. That's the type of experience. He doesn't know the experience of being under the influence of Maya Shakti. That will compromise his position as God. So his devotees offered that Jay Vijay. Okay, we will fall from Vaikuntha. <laughs> there we have a very important first philosophical point. Nobody falls from Vaikuntha, actually. <laughs> I'm proud. That's interesting because that's the only place in the whole Bhagavatam when the topic comes. And, and when Judister Maras is hearing all this narration from Judister, say, Jay and Vijay fell from Vaikuntha. I cannot believe that happened. That can possibly happen. And of course, Narayan said, no, it didn't happen. And Prabhupada, in his purpose, says, it is a fact that no one falls from Vaikuntha. Okay, interesting. So <laughs> he begins like scientifically proved, it is a fact <laughs> that no one falls from Why he says so another time? That's for another lecture. <laughs> but, but we know that they, one foundational point is you cannot fall from Vaikuntha, from the spiritual world, because it's a place that is fully enveloped by the Swarup Shakti. So, you know, the Swarup Shakti overwhelms Krishna. What to speak of this missing Maya? It, it totally overwhelms Bhagavan himself. There's no entry point for the Gunas or whatsoever. So, well, that's, a, that's a, a very interesting point, I would say. And uh, what else can we share in connection to, to Prahlad's Bhakti? Well, again, this selflessness of, of, of Prahlad is really, um, how to say, like, yeah, foundational to our very devotional project because, again, when we say, okay, he's a Santa Bhakta, he's not a Raga Bhakta, even some may say he's a Sadhana Siddha, even though it's interestingly described that Prahlad Maras is a Nietzsche Siddha, but who acts as a Sadhana Siddha because we know about the previous life of Prahlad, similar with Narad Muni. He's considered Nietzsche Siddha, but we here in the Bhagavatam, he himself narrates his previous life. Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur said, he's a, Prabhupada says in his purpose, he's a mixed Siddha. <laughs> he's eternally perfect, but he appears as he's attaining perfection, like showing us how the way to, to reach in that particular direction. So Prahlad Maharaj will say, well, he's a Santa Bhakta, it's not a Raga Bhakta, okay, I agree with that. Sanatana Goswami said he's a Jnani Bhakta, which means not Jnani in the sense of follower of Shankaracharya, but he has Aishwarya Jnana, he's aware of Krishna's God, so he will behave accordingly. 
it's okay. And there is an important point for us there also because Prahlad's bhakti is such, which is beautiful, but it's a particular flavor of bhakti that he doesn't feel the need. He doesn't feel that Bhagavan has needs. So that he doesn't feel the need to serve his needs. The follow. He doesn't feel, oh, well, Bhagavan may need a massage. Hanuman may feel that towards Ram. In Brindavan, they will feel so many needs. Krishna needs so many things. He's such a needy person. <laughs> he even needs to steal, to lie, to this. To, he's needy from tip to toe. This is what Nanda Maharaj said to Uda when Uda was trying to pacify Nanda Maharaj and his messenger. Well, you are fortunate. You have so much love for he who you think is your son, but who is actually God. Nanda Maharaj said, what? I mean, I, I, I heard that you were a sage person, Udav. I heard you were Shastravid, but now I realize you are speaking nonsense. I mean, you say that my Lala is God? I mean, I know how God is. He's Shanti Purusha. He's the personification of peace. He's Atmaram. He's up to God, self-satisfied. Krishna has so many desires, <laughs> so many necessities. I mean, I have Pratyaksha, direct experience of that on a daily basis. <laughs> He steals, he lies. I mean, God doesn't do all those things. He's the exact opposite of God. <laughs> That's a project psychology. No? So Uda is just like, what to do here? But the point, important point, this is interesting here is as much as your object of worship doesn't have any need, you won't feel the, any need to, to satisfy those needs. As much as you, your Easter death, let's say, is self-satisfied, there's not much to do. And that's why by Kuntha, there's mostly Santarasa, like beatific, contemplating the beatific vision of God. And some Dasya, not the full face of Dasya, what to speak Sakya, Vatsalya. But as much as God appears in a, in a needy form, if you will, of course, it's a need that is born out of love. It's not the need that is born out of existential void on this side of the creation. But Krishna has needs. Mahaprabhu is so needy. I will say it's the most, Mahaprabhu is the most, uh, what's this word? Vulnerable face of the absolute. But at the same time, the most volcanic one. <laughs> there is a connection between vulnerability and empowerment. But they are so needy. And the point is, so much service is required. So much I have to do to, to offer to them. So as much as we identify with, with the necessity of service, there will, will Come an identity of service. I mean, we, we are trying to develop an identity as servants, but we will only develop identity as servants as much as we identify with a necessity of service and that I am there to perform and so on. So that's point interesting that Prahlad is teaching indirectly. In his own mode, he doesn't feel there's much necessity. So his mood is more passive. But as much as the object of worship ter turns out to be needy, <laughs> so much is there to do. And you will feel in those terms. That's the standard of Vrindavan. Whether it be Sakya Rasa, Vatsalya Rasa, Krishna needs so much that I play with him, that I, whatever, according to the different moods. So what else? Something from, some teaching from Iranya Kasipu also, for sure. We we'll have to extract one more thing before finishing. <laughs> Well, of course, Iranian people actually, in one sense, he has higher bhakti than Prahlad, if you will. <laughs> in a certain way, he's jai, one of the gatekeepers of Vaikuntas and Vaishnav have said when 
Nersim Garlands with his, how do you say? Intestines, actually, his self-garlanding with his own, the essence of his own devotee, helping him. Remember, he's trying to help him to have a good fight for three birds in Lila. And Irania Kasipu had some, there are many nice sections in the Bhagavatam that if you understand them out of context, uh, it seems that Irania Kasipu is presenting the full Siddhanta. He's speaking so much wisdom, so many incredible things, but he's an Asura. <laughs> And he's saying everything in, in a separate, he's trying to support his family members here and there, but then he's doing something totally different. So he's not, as you say here, what do you say, like walking the talk? He doesn't walk the talk. I mean, he has prachar, but no achar. So that's interesting. The very word prachar, which we translate as preaching, includes the word achar, which means proper behavior. So and pra, pra means a very special type of, so pra-achar means a very special type of behavior, which we translate as preaching. That's the main, as, as Maharaj was saying, uh, Mahaprabhu with Sarvabhoma. His achar was so powerful, he was just in silence for a whole week. And just being silent, he converted the greatest logician of all India without saying one single word. But because his achar was, spoke so loudly, <laughs> but Irani Kasipu did the opposite. He spoke so nicely, but no achar. So prachar, but no achar. So if you take the word prachar, you take out the word achar, you only have the P and the R, R no? public relationships. That's the only thing that, that remains there in the name of preaching. <laughs> there is no proper So, so many things. I'm just sharing some ideas that are coming to me at this moment regarding Prahlad Maharaj and I have to share my three sentences in Spanish. Maharaj also inviting me to do so. <laughs> but yeah, one more, one more last thing regarding that because on Tuesdays, Nersim had its appearance day and next day is uh, rather a man's appearance day. So it's just very interesting in the sense that again, we are focusing as our goal to service of children down and down. And if we properly appreciate someone like Prahlad, that will really nourish our packed in that direction. And the example is Gopal Bhatta Goswami, who was the day before Radharaman appeared, he was absorbed in Prahlad's bhakti and Narasimha Gajaturdisi. And he was appreciating that so much that eventually the next day, as we know, one of the 12 shilas he had manifested as Radharaman. So in one sense, we could say Gopal Bhatta's appreciation of Prahlad's bhakti gave birth to Rather Raman, which has all to do with Vrindavan. No? So by properly appreciating all these great personalities, which show a standard of bhakti, which not maybe Raj Bhakti, but properly appreciating that, that will nourish our Vrindavan aspiration. Some ideas in that connection. Dr. Pralad Maharaj ki, ki. So I will share some words in Spanish. Okay. <laughs> Dinabanda will translate for the English speaking of it. Ah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Reverence to all of you here present. No, no sé bien de qué país cada voto está conectado allí, pero aquí Chiladano Maharaj me entregó el servicio de compartir unas breves oraciones en español, así que simplemente expresar mi mi aprecio, mi agradecimiento por la invitación de todos ustedes y Encontrarlos muy pronto, donde Krishna nos lleve en cada uno. 
शिलादान महाराज की जय बोल भक्त वृंद की जय जय वंशी Thank you. We have okay. Um, how many? Oh, we still have a nice group there. Um, we're going to have some kirtan here. Um, okay, good. Yes. Okay. The my friends from South America were on the class, so. That's nice. Just, okay, now we'll have some kirtan. Anybody want to hang around? And we have a new um, app that the prasadam will actually go through the computer. <laughs> okay. Cyber prasad. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Amen. 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 